Deplorable Nation, a podcast where your voices can be heard, where things that affect you and your family are important, because it's important to all of us. Every one of us matters and everybody has a voice. We're going to be bringing you news, current events, and throw in a lot of humor, and then you decide for yourself. Hello, all you beautiful people. Welcome to another episode of Deplorable Nation. It's episode number 38. It's called Booze Cycle, and I'm your host, Deplorable Janet. Today, I have my wonderful friends and slash co-workers on here with me, Jim and Emily. How the fuck are you two? We're great, Janet. Thank you so much for having us on. It's always great to talk to you. I'm tickled pink that you guys are here with me today because uh, we've been wanting to do like funny takes on the news lately. And uh, I think people get so stuffy and they just lose the ability to find humor in things. So I'm, I'm very appreciative. You guys are here. Yeah. Glad to be on Janet. Uh, It's, Definitely a lot of fun to always talk to you and catch up and just bullshit. Uh, so what have you guys been up to? Oh, man, a whole lot of stuff. I actually just got back back home. Uh, I was up in Wisconsin for a few weeks uh, not too long ago, but it was nice in North Carolina to uh, welcome me back with, uh, with pollen season. I got it all over the place right now. So if I sound a little stuffed up, I, I apologize. I am stuffy as well. It's raining green. (laughs) (laughs) Green pollen is falling from the sky. I wonder if those are really alien particles. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying because there's been a lot of uh, alien stories in the news lately. So it makes me wonder. Did you, did you see that? Uh, It was, uh, was it Marco Rubio the other day that was uh, talking about UFOs over the, uh, over the air force bases and he's like we need to identify the unidentified flying objects it's like well no shit is that's what it's called it'll be the identified flying object. <laughs> and i can't believe these fucking people are the people that are in charge right now and they're coming up with uh you know brain busters like that hey should we change the name to ifos later on yeah no shit. identified flying objects <laughs> well you know i have to chuckle because uh I I did a, a podcast with uh, some some other friends that uh, the, from the Big Dumb podcast, and they had images of unidentified uh, extraterrestrial extraterrestrial type beings running through their neighborhood, and they were on people's home security cameras and stuff. So hmm. Wait, Just what? Gonna... When was <laughs> I missed that completely? Um, but I haven't seen the footage anyway. And they they look like um, um, they look like they were all white and kind of 
Well, they, why do they got to be white, Janet? Oh, well, that's racist. I know. <laughs> but it is it is night vision, so you never know. They could have actually been yellow, and we just couldn't see it. But, uh, yeah, like several people in their, uh, in their city had had video on, you know, home security cameras or whatnot of these, quote, or this one being or whatnot in the neighborhood. And it just kind of looked like a... I don't know, kind of like a mummy, you <laughs> know, in, in all white, you know, those suits that you yeah. can buy. I actually have pictures of Bob wearing one of those, only it was green. So that's it, it, could, it could have been Bob running through someone's neighborhood while drunk. I'm not sure. <laughs> that's oh, goodness. So today I just have to say there's so many funny things <clears throat> That are going on, and we got to address the elephant in the room first. So I got to get y'all's take on the Biden press conference. Oh my! So Emily, we'll start Where with do you. We start. <laughs> I mean, he's okay. So he has. I'm just going to do a side by side comparison of the two presidents that we've just recently had, right? So Joe Biden and Donald Trump. So. They're talking in the days before his press conference. First of all, they've been hiding him. He hasn't had a solo press conference yet in his presidency, whereas Donald Trump was hosting, having them daily, right? And um, so, but the thing is, is that they were saying, you know, Joe Biden has been studying for days uh, ahead of this press conference. So what is he studying? And then we see that he has, you know, these scripted answers for pre predetermined questions that he's been briefed on. And, and I get that in press conferences, probably, you know, the, the reporters submit their questions they're going to ask, but I can guarantee like, for example, Donald Trump's press conferences, maybe they'd submit some questions and then they'd change up to be off topic to attack him or put out some disinformation in the right. question. Um, whereas these were completely scripted. He was told in order who to go to, he had a, a number listing and pictures of the reporters of who to call on. And then he had note cards with predetermined answers, which at one point he didn't even hide that he was reading the answer given to him. So it's just, it's concerning to me that people are not alarmed in masses that he's a puppet president, you know, and, and it was just sort of another um, example of this in this press conference. I mean, and then, his, you know, his his inability to just sort of remember his lines mid-sentence. I think if I just started talking here and then I just sort of stopped and said, uh, uh, if you hold something dear anyway, you'd be concerned if I was having a stroke or something because you can't see me. <laughs> like, it doesn't make any sense um, that there's not, the media is not jumping all over this. I think if this happened to Donald Trump, he would be, they would be having doctors, neuro, neurological, you know, physicians coming on and, you know, brain surgeons talking about what could possibly be wrong with him. And here exactly. they're just like, he did a commanding job and he's a true leader and that, you know, they're just praising him by the masses. So Jim, what did you think about it? Did you watch it? Uh, I, I didn't watch it. I didn't have to, to know what was going on, but all I could think was that, you know, 81 million votes doesn't get you what it used to. Um, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, and and my thought on the whole scripted questions and stuff, I thought about uh 
Jen, the circle back girl, Pasaki, where she had told them, told the reporters ahead of time that they had to submit their questions in writing. And then they would pick who was going to be invited to the press conference. And I was just like, what? Like, shouldn't you, like, if you're the commander in chief and you're in charge of literally everything, shouldn't you have an answer already for everything? I mean, shouldn't you already know what's going on? And why, who's writing his answers for him? And why does he have to have them written down? That's it. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, that that makes sense. I mean, having a first press conference, you, you want to be make sure that you're sharp and on the ball and all that stuff. But, you know, he really wasn't. But are, are we even surprised? This is he no. is who he is, who we know he's been since the very beginning. And uh, he's had a lackluster campaign. And then he got, you know, pushed in. He just got placed into the into the Oval Office. And everything that has happened up until this point, I mean, it's not surprising to anyone about what's going on. And all I could think about is while he's up there, you know, if this was, you know, your parents or my parents, grandparents, and it was like just such dementia Joe, you know, we they would be uh, getting uh, power of attorney over him. Like mm-hmm. all of a sudden. And all I, all I was thinking was, you know, what if Hunter is actually the shadow president and he has power of attorney over Joe? How fucking funny would that be if Hunter Biden mm. is actually the president of the United States? That would be really interesting. But then again, they did lose the laptops. So, hmm, <laughs> you know, it blows would, that, yeah. would that surprise you? It would not surprise me one bit. Mm-mm. I mean, the laptops that were found are suddenly lost. It, it None of it. None of it makes any sense. And nobody questions it at all. It's kind of like uh, all that space technology that they lost <clears throat> or destroyed and we can't get to the moon because they can't find it. <laughs> exactly. Give me a fucking break. Now, I can't remember where my keys are sometimes, but that's just because, um, yeah, I <laughs> poop for brains. But that's that's a whole nother story. But that's okay because you're not running the free world. No, I, you know, I thought about running for office. That would be highly entertaining. <laughs> I, it can't be any more of a shit show than what we're watching right now. I know, right? You could actually, we could actually get some stuff done. But out here, I guess I'm really lucky because um, out here is red as red could be. Right. And I hope it stays that way. But you never know. So let's talk about, uh, just for a second, the inability to do stairs. <laughs> oh, it was windy, Janet. It was windy. Um, it was a two-mile-an-hour wind, wind <laughs> and that made me fall down. Well, then you literally weigh less than a piece of paper. I'm just saying. Yeah, that was um, the memes that came out of that were hysterical. As soon as I saw that happen, I just was sitting back waiting for the memes to start rolling in. Because so, they were so good. Jim, what was your favorite meme? <laughs> uh, I like the, I don't know if anyone has seen this one, but uh, 
I think it's the typical liberal on Instagram. I, that's a great page for anyone that's not already following them. I believe it's this. So hopefully I'm crediting them correctly. There's a video of Donald Trump golfing at Mar-a-Lago. And he's just <laughs> yep. teeing off and he's just teeing. It looks like he's shanking it into the woods, but all of a sudden you'll see a little golf ball hit uh, Biden in the head. <laughs> and um, that's when uh, Biden falls down. It's just absolutely I, I, so, it's, it's a disbelief. Yeah. No, that was my favorite meme too. That was hilarious. It was like every time Donald Trump whacked a golf ball, it would cause another, the, you know, the three sequence of falls that Biden had on the stairs. It was pretty funny. I can honestly say I have never fallen up the stairs. Have you guys? Oh yeah, absolutely. I have, but oh, that's I, you have. I have. <laughs> now I've fallen down the stairs, but I've never fallen up the stairs. <laughs> I have. Was it up the stairs? But, was it windy? Was yeah. it windy where you were at? <laughs> it was windy. Um, I thought it was interesting though because Dan Bongino came out and tweeted that you know because he was in the Secret Service and he was referencing his experience and he said you know the the windy excuse is just complete bullshit because. Um, they said that when it is windy, there's a lower set of stairs that go into Air Force One that they pull down. And he showed pictures of that for reference when there's inclement mm-hmm. weather or wind um, to protect the president. And I just thought that was um, interesting because like people are human and they trip and fall. No big deal. But to pretend that it's something that it's not, to try to excuse it's something that it's not. But also Joe Biden, when when Donald Trump had the soft-soled shoe, shoes and he had to go down that ramp and he went slowly, everybody went into a tizzy. And Joe Biden was like, he can't even walk down a ramp. I'm a physically fit candidate. And something, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but something to that effect where he was taunting him after that. Right. Um, and then here he is just doing the same thing, I think. That if, and if then that that, Trump and Trump fell up the stairs, the the mainstream media would have would still be talking about it. And yeah, and then and the media literally did not let the the Trump deal go for like a week. Yeah, and you know it, the media is so funny because Biden fell up the stairs and then they like poo pooed the story away after they made up some lame ass excuse mm-hmm. about the wind that, of course, you know. They do have weather apps, so people look shit up. Give me a break. They weren't gale force winds. Yeah, no. <laughs> now, we have had some of the gale force winds here, and yeah, those are really hard to even stand in, but yeah. So have we. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying. Oh, so you want to hear about gale force winds? I do. Yeah, so uh, St. Patrick's Day last week uh, – Emily and I decided, like, let's go to Chicago. That would be fun. St. Patrick's. Mm-hmm. We're going to go uh, and we're going to see the, the windy city. <laughs> so uh, we're, we're going there and we want to see the Green River. And it's a fucking ghost town in Chicago. It's the third most populated city in the country. And there is probably, we probably passed a thousand people the entire time when we were in the city. It just looked like I am legend pretty much out there. So all of a sudden, I've never been to Chicago. I want to see all the buildings and everything. So Emily had a great idea. Let's let's go on a a Lake Michigan cruise for St. Patrick's Day. It's a booze cruise. We'll have some fun, have some drinks, go along this. Pay about, what, $45, $50 a ticket. We get on the boat. All of a sudden, the captain gets on the loudspeaker and goes, 
Yeah, we're going to – there's a gale force winds in Chicago right now, and there's 14-foot waves in the in the lake, so we're going to stay docked. So we paid $50 to sit on a boat in the harbor of Southside Chicago and drink on St. Patrick's Day. And Well, and it was so foggy that he didn't get to see the skyline. So we were like, okay, well – we're going to go on this cruise and we're not going to see much to the skyline, but maybe when the lights come on, it'll be better. And then no. So we sat in this stuffy room, no social, no, no social distancing, which like we don't care about, but it was just funny because um, that was his experience of having to sit in this dingy little booze cruise second level. Cause it was raining <laughs> and just talk amongst people. We didn't know for three hours. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Three hours. We just sat around and, uh, it was fun though. It was so. So was, so so was the did the cruise actually move? Did they show you like the shopping area and all that stuff? No, yeah. we didn't even didn't even get undocked, Janet. Oh, you're kidding <laughs> never me! Untied. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, no! So you spent you basically it was like a really shitty cover band cover charge that you had to pay. Yeah, we had bad music and the drinks weren't included. So it's just, we still had, that we still had a great, yeah, we had a great time and it was still fun. But I mean, I mean, Chicago, granted it was a Wednesday, um, but you would think that, uh, well, on a Wednesday, it's typically packed from people working and just oh, hustle and bustle of the city. And then definitely Patrick's day, it should have just been bumping, but it was, there was, it was very eerie. It was very much, I mean, the city is definitely under lock. The people who live there are definitely living in fear. Um, you know, even the the hotel, the hotel, the person who checked us in at the hotel was like, oh, well, I said, you know, oh, the river's green. They weren't going to do that. And he was like, yeah, it surprised all of us. Wait till we see the repercussions of the spike in numbers now because nobody's, you know, taking precautions. And he was oh so my angry. God. So it's definitely a different world from where you say it, it's red by you. Chicago is obviously extreme blue. Um, oh, very, yeah. Very mixed. Yeah. And it's so funny because uh, Chicago is like a super busy, mm -hmm. like crazy place all the time. Anybody that's never been there to go see uh, like Navy Pier and stuff like that, it's it's really an amazing thing to see. There's a lot of stuff to do in Chicago. So for it to be like <clears throat> a dead ghost town is very, very abnormal, like 100% abnormal. And a year later, I mean, it was a year ago, I was in there and it was the same. And a year later, it's still a ghost town. But it's weird, though, because, uh, you know, it's a great place to be, but it is under the control of uh, Mayor Beetlejuice. And Governor uh, Pig in a Blanket. So that's beside the point. <laughs> Sorry, that was rude, wasn't it? It wasn't. I'm, he's not my favorite person. Oh, hello. Oh, hello. <laughs> so tell me, <clears throat> I'm sure you guys have both seen the whole Krispy Kreme COVID vax <laughs> rewards um, what is your opinion on that? Oh, I, I love it. I absolutely, I absolutely love it because it's just so asinine that you can't help but just like respect the hell out of it. It's so everyone knows that if you're obese, you're at the the critical, um, you know, COVID. You're you know you're at the highest risk for for contracting COVID. 
So you're going to get the, you're going to get the damn vaccination. So you're going to go ahead and get that. And your reward is a fucking donut. And, and, And diabetes kills way more people per year. COVID is jealous of the numbers that diabetes kills per year. COVID wishes that it could kill as many people as diabetes does. And then the next day, the next day you look at Instagram and Twitter and all these people that are bragging about it, and they're all fucking fat. I mean, it just makes no sense whatsoever, but it actually makes perfect sense because that's the kind of world that we live in nowadays. It's funny. It's funny that you said that because, um, and this is a tiny bit of a tangent, and then we'll get back to that. But I saw that like the new thing now is to push obesity as healthy, and a lot of the covers of the magazines now and stuff have morbidly obese people on them, and they're pushing that that's like healthy and it's beautiful and it's, you know, this and that. And I thought, oh, my God, that totally goes along with the donuts for free for getting a fucking jab that you don't know what the hell is going to do to you. But here let's add some more pounds or some, you know, let's add some diabetes in the mix, throw it all in there and see what comes out. So I just thought that was so strange that we're, we're like moving toward a society now where number one, you have to give free things and people will do anything you want them to do. Kind of like the Obama phone back in the day. (laughs) Y'all remember that, right? I remember that. Yeah. Obama phone. That's yeah. so crazy. And you're so right. I think, you know, Jim and I were actually just randomly talking about that last week about how suddenly, you know, it's coming out, oh, you know, pushing to be healthier and eating and changing the food pyramid and doing that. But then immediately this push came to like, you know, the Dove commercials with, you know, women who are size 24 in their underwear so, you right. know, celebrating their bodies. And, 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 you know, you don't want to perpetrate shaming people, but also they're coming up with a term for it where it's called you're you're an ableist if you make fun of fat people. So I mean, we're gonna see start seeing like fat lives matter and signs in the yards. And um, you know that may be to the next thing because we have the Black Lives Matter and then we have the Asian Lives Matter and white people don't matter. No, I want yeah. Here's a little here's a little news story for you. Are you ready for this? And Oakland, California, the wonderful city of Oakland, um, they've decided that what they're going to do is for families making under $59,000 a year, they're going to give them a $500 a month, basically stimulus with no strings attached. You can spend it how you want. However, the only catch is. Families making under five or fifty nine thousand a year that are white, you are ineligible because if you're whiteness, you're not allowed to get any of that money. Although, by golly, if you are working for a living, you are paying money in your taxes, which California is one of the highest places to live in the United States. So you're paying money as a taxpayer, but you can't get any of that money back for yourself because you're white. 
Well, there's no white people in Oakland anyways, so we don't need to worry about that. <laughs> so just saying <laughs> now uh, that's worse the outrage with that. I, I think if it was reversed. It- well, do you know I was reading the comments on that story and people were like, All of you people out there thinking this is racist, this isn't racist at all because this is reparations for black people. No, and it's always the the uh, what? Yeah, the, and the slogan that they use is, "If you think that that's racist, you're a racist." I have had people tell me that before, like, and I'm like, what? "Doesn't compute." Like, I just sit there and I'm like, "I can't even talk to you. I can't. I can't even understand that ideology that you have. That racism is only a thing unless it's directed at if it's not directed at white people." I feel like one of those um you ever seen one of those memes where they have like all the um scientific formulas and stuff floating over the person's head and you're like trying to compute things that's how that stuff makes me feel. Yeah. I'm like what? Yeah. Kind of like trying to get the same uh knowledge from the covid stuff. That's how I feel like nothing none of this chalkboard stuff is computing. I'm oh. just Absolutely none of it. It makes me more confused. Yeah. And it's, it's, it, it, it boggles my mind that people just accept the narrative because they want to sit up on a a faux sense of like moral superiority, you know, and, and it's crazy. It's crazy to me to think that, um, you know, the society that we live in, they always have to create something to divide people and people are still so blind. They cannot see that. Like I, I don't understand like, okay. So you got the race, all the race baiting stuff that's going on, which is mind boggling to me. But then you've got like the gun control stuff and the voting things and all this other stuff where there's always going to be two sides. And they want it that way. That's like Hegelian dialectic shit right there. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what it is. And that's the best way to be able to control us and have us do what, what we we want, using we in quotes, meaning just our country or our world. Um, I just want to know, did Jim run and get a Krispy Kreme? <laughs> no, I, I didn't get one. But actually, what is it? It's one thirty-three East Coast time here now. I might be doing that after we hang out. I am vaccinated now. Are you really? No, absolutely not, Jim. Okay. I was going to say, I'm going to totally drive down to your house and punch you, but that's beside the point. You won't need you to. Know. The vaccine will take care of them anyway. Well, here in North Carolina, I mean, they're, they're talking about, there's they're, they're worried about uh, all the Walgreens are throwing out unused vaccinations. And so that's actually, I'm kind of, kind of happy about that but i'm also surprised about how many people are bragging about getting it on social media hey wait a minute though the biden administration just said they were sending three million doses down to the border to to vaccinate illegal immigrants well that's the thing oh wait you can't call them that anymore what's the new term this week oh stop there's a new term Yes, you can't call them illegal anymore. Wait, what? Oh you no, can't, you can't call illegal illegal anymore. So I'm you can't call you can't call them illegal. 
what you it, can't call them that. And I don't it. remember what the new terminology is because, you know, I have to, I can't, I can't keep up with this every day. It's a new word. It's yeah, kind of like all the pronouns. I can't keep up with all that either. So, <laughs> so next time, so next time I talk to a cop, if I'm breaking a law somewhere, I'll be like, no, what I did isn't illegal. It's uh, it's just undocumented. <laughs> right. Exactly. You can't call them undocumented either. They're not illegal or undocumented. No, they are. And I'm going to continue to call it that. I don't care. I can't, <laughs> I can't stand all this nonsense. It's just, it's just like, it's like, um, you know, when you hear about like a toxic relationship or someone manipulates somebody else and they spin the conversation and pivot so many times that you don't even know where you started. That's just what our government is doing with all of these like reframing terms. And you're not allowed to say this and people forget about the original issue to begin with. And then they go watch their Netflix. It's just exactly it's exactly it's, ugh, it's gross. And that's the world we're living in. Hey, but, you know, in other news, <clears throat> There have been multiple school districts that have closed down due to adverse reactions that the teachers are having from the COVID vaccines. And the the three highest states for that, or four highest states for that right now, are Ohio, Connecticut, Michigan, and Virginia. Yes. And CNN's not talking about it. No, they're not. But guess what? One of the school districts, because, you know, everything COVID makes sense, um, they have banned pods. So each one of the children has their own little pod. It looks like a little tent that they have to get in to play their instrument. I saw that. Now, I would like to know, do any of those kids play like the cello? Because those pods were pretty short. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to put a cello in there, that would mean either they would have to custom make a pod or they would have to like cut a hole right. in the roof of the pod. The sousaphone, right? I mean, if you're going to have a they, pod band marching down the street in a pod, how are you? what's the sousaphone player going to do? For people that don't know what we're talking about, they look like safety cones. Um. Only they have like a window in the front, like a plastic window where you can actually see the the child's face. Um, and the sides of the ones that I saw were green. So they're like fluorescent green cone shaped that the kids have to stand in to play their instruments in band class. It's just Can't make this shit up. Concern. I know. I saw I saw this really unfortunate video, too, of like a newborn baby, and they put a plastic sheet between the baby and the mom, and the baby was trying to hold the mother. And it's like that long-term damage that they're doing for a, a legitimate virus that isn't causing the amount of destruction that they're saying is actually, right. you know what I mean? It's not as dangerous as they say and the lengths that are being taken and the damage that's being done to our children and our society and just our social, um, you know, health is, is, uh, is astounding. So, you know, they have had a lot of stories come out lately of people that got vaccinated and not only are they getting sick, but there's also people that are testing positive long after they've been vaccinated. Now, I'm just going to throw this out here. Think about the flu vaccination. Think about chicken pox. 
uh, shingles, pneumonia, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, I promise if you get this, it'll prevent you from getting it ever again. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you'll never wind up with it. That's a lie because my daughter was forced to get the chicken pox vaccinations. Uh, she got chicken pox twice afterwards, Wait, two, or, two or three times. Um, and so now we're seeing it with, um, you know, and you see it every year with the flu where you get the flu shot cause it's supposed to protect you and you don't get sick, but guess what you do anyway, because it doesn't protect you from the flu really. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing with COVID obviously, because that the quote new strand is not rampant in the United States at all, mm-hmm. but people are testing positive after getting vaccinated. So what's the point? Well, well, I mean, the, the flu doesn't exist anymore. That's one thing. I mean, COVID overtook the flu. The flu doesn't exist. There's like, what, down 98%. So we don't have to worry about that anymore. So flu, boom, see you later. Thank you. Thank you for all of that. Um, but what I'm interested in this, so states are starting to open up again. And they're calling it, you know, due to, to the vaccination. And here in uh, North Carolina, tonight's actually the first night. Everyone's so happy that we're granted our rights now that we can go drinking until 2 a.m. at the bars. You know, that's. Oh, well, you're you're fancy pants because ours are not open past 11, which was 10 for a long time. Yeah, exactly. So they're making it seem like they're granting us this. And it's all because of the vaccinations and this and businesses are now open and really what it's getting set up is that they're trying to make us seem like that things are going back to normal. And then I guarantee you, I guarantee you within six months to a year, a more a mutated strain of COVID is going to come back. And it's going to be all planned and it's just... That's what they do every year. It's the same thing with the flu because mm-hmm. it's never the same strand of flu that comes through. Right. So, so they're just trying to make it seem so... What's the point of getting vaccinated when you're just going to get, you know, super COVID in six months from now? Right. Well, the po- point is the government told us that we needed to do it. So we're all going to do it. Right. I mean, just whatever it is. And there's no point to it. And then you can you can tell people all day long that all of these facts and all of these things that don't make sense surrounding the vaccine or the fact that it's still like we are the trial. There's the testing phase for the vaccine isn't going to be complete for years, I think, right? They, they don't know the lasting effects. They don't know any of that, but people are just right. up to get it because they're told to do it. There's no point, to Jim, to your point, there's no point in getting it, but people are lining up to do it because they're told to, and they've been force-fed a year of intense fear and social distancing and preventing each other from seeing each other and, and disrupting everybody's lives so much that they'll just do whatever they're told is the remedy, even when it's not. Yeah, and that's that's not um, to me. It's not a, not anything surprising, just because I have seen this repeatedly done over the years with every vaccination there is, um, and you know, like I said, with the the flu and pneumonia and chickenpox and and pretty much anything and everything that they tell you you have to get vaccinated for. Um, which is a total lie, like at birth babies for hepatitis B, which is common in IV drug users. Now, is your baby an IV drug user? 
Uh, yeah, no, not so much, but it's mandatory to put it on the schedule. Well, they do it within, I think it was like the same day with my kids. And I remember asking the nurse, wait, what do you have to do? And she, she actually kind of got annoyed that I even questioned it. And I wasn't questioning it. Like I'm an anti-vaxxer. Don't do this. It was just more like, wait, what do you have to do? And they, I had to sign off on it, but I was like, what are you giving them? And they're like, it's just something that you have to do the first day to help your baby. Right. And I was like, well, what do you mean you have to do to help my baby? Like, and I, I didn't know it, you know, and she got really annoyed and she's like, no, we just have to do it. And she got very curt with me. They, I noticed one thing that it, is that they get very, some, I shouldn't say all, but some, you know, nurses or people who administer vaccines do get very snippy when you have any question or concern regarding it. Right. Because they don't know and they don't take time to research. They're just, they're just told it's ingrained in their brains. Do this, do this, do this. But here's a, here's a little thing for people that may have missed this. Um, it's an article. You can actually go look it up um, from the Children's Health Defense uh, Fund. They do a weekly newsletter and all that stuff. Anyway, there were documents leaked um, about Pfizer's BioNTech COVID-19 vaccination, which was the very first one that came out, remember? Um, so in this thing, it's talking about how the European Medicines Agency, which over there is called the EMA, um, and they also do their own, um, you know, like we have the VAERS system here to report adverse reactions. Uh, they have a system over there, same thing. But they have leaked documents, more than 40 megabytes of classified information about this vaccination where they found inadequate or incomplete or uh, broken mRNA strands in the COVID vaccination. So basically, um, they lied to a lot of people that this was a solid vaccine. There weren't any problems, um, things like that. There's there's a whole bunch of information in this article. But I urge people to go read that for yourself because anybody that questions um, like an incomplete mRNA chain, which is what's supposedly going to cure you, save you, protect you. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> the cure. The cure. It's going to be cured. Um, for anybody that doesn't know about DNA and stuff like that, you should probably look it up because for them to be able to put this um, particular mRNA into vaccines to supposedly fix you yeah. and get you to where you don't get this. Um, they have leaked documents showing that the vaccines are basically uh, inadequate, incomplete, tainted, corrupted, etc. So yeah, just saying. Interesting. I'm gonna have to look that up. That's it. That's incredible. So, so are they testing? Are they vaccinating over in Europe now? Is that are they doing? That? Um, yeah, they have been for a long time, and now because uh, I have a friend that lives over there. Uh, if you guys remember Kung Fu Medic, yes, shout out Kung Fu. Um, they are supposed to start vaccinating all children 
to be able to go to school or Wait, whatnot. So you have to get them. And I here. know, I know it's coming here. I know it COVID is. Vaccine? So is yes. it ma- mandated COVID? Okay. So it's mandated. Yes. They're, they're trying to make it, they're trying to force it so that all uh, children over there have to have the COVID vaccine to go to school. To um, public school. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, it could be because, you know, uh, private schools, a lot of times it's donor dollars. Mm -hmm. Depends on your donors. Depends on who's funding the school. Interesting. I mean, because I send my kids to private school to skirt some of the public or the, you know, the municipal mandates on certain things like this. But if that's, you know, going to change, it's going to be homeschooling again. Yeah. And keep in mind, um, I know we've talked about this before, but like, the, in the United States, you cannot sue a vaccine manufacturer. Right. Uh, that was put in place by the Kennedy family. Thank you very much for that. Um, anyway, wait, in, wait, in so Europe. Wait, so can we back up for a second? So the Kennedy, yes. found that they made it so you can't sue vaccinations. Yes. Then why is our yes. state junior so big on this anti-vax stuff? Um, that is a very good question because his brother Teddy is the one that re uh, re upped this because it expired, and so uh, he re upped this and and basically they made it so nobody in the United States can sue a vaccine manufacturer for damages, hmm. but you can in other countries, uh, except with this. Pfizer vaccine because uh, hello, look into the BioNTech company. Um, they're German scientists. They're, they got real wealthy real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, but Pfizer bullied uh, the EMA over there to uh, get them to make it so that also in Europe, you are not allowed to sue vaccine manufacturers. So there you go. That's that's insane. I think with the Robert Kennedy thing, um, I, I have my opinions. Yeah, I I don't know. I I'm on the fence with that, but I also know that siblings aren't one and the same. So just because one wants one thing doesn't mean the other does, and maybe he's the black sheep of the family, or maybe not. There could be other more nefarious reasons. Behind exactly. That. Yeah. Well, maybe, I'm sorry, maybe but K Junior will come in and save the day. Who knows? Right. Maybe. Maybe he's in the uh, evergreen uh, oil tanker. <laughs> yeah, let's let's talk about that. That is that the every time I look up information on that, more and more crazy shit comes out on that. And I just want to say, people, you cannot make this shit up. So <laughs> unbelievable. So tell them tell them what's going on with that for people that don't know what what it is. Well, so basically, I guess in the in the Suez Canal, a cargo ship, very large cargo ship, I think it's from the com- the shipping company Evergreen, or or the name Ever, is Ever Ever Given. Okay, Ever Given, but it is an Evergreen ship. Okay, but here's the name of the ship itself. Are you ready? The H three R C. Exactly. Who else has the initials HRC? HRC. No way. Yeah, no, that's true. No, yes way. (laughs) Now wait, no, it gets it gets more fucked up. Okay, so go ahead and tell them like what what happened with this 
with the shipping ship? Well, it, it, it kind of went sideways to just basically block the canal. So nothing can come through in or out. And it's a major waterway for all cargo and shipping internationally. Right. And this this particular um, area in the Suez Canal, it's man-made. Um, but it, like she said, it is one of the largest shipping areas. But guess what for? Oil. Oil and gas. Mm-hmm. Oil and gas. And... Oil and gas, yes. And so um, there, it's usually 2.5 million barrels uh, weekly that go through there. Mm-hmm. And so they're backed up. So none of the ships are, are being able to pass. They're trying to get, you know, they have, they have tugboats to go and get this thing. And what they said was there were so many shipping containers on the top of this that they quote acted like a sail and that's what turned it sideways. Okay. Right, that's oh, so- it's the wind again. It's the wind again. It's the wind again. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I irony, huh? Yeah. Uh Evergreen, which was Hillary's code name, and then the ship is called the HRC, H3RC. Um, so those are some interesting things. Um, we know that they're working on a infrastructure bill regarding gas and oil and stuff, which uh, we'll get to in a minute. But I, I find it interesting that the tugboats that came to get this one is called the Baraka. (laughs) And then they have Mossad one, Mm -hmm. two and three. So we have a Hillary Clinton container ship and then Barack Obama and Mossad ships uh, or tugboats that are coming to get it out of the canal. You can't make this up. Yeah. And this is true. And people, you can look it up. There's there's manifest, there's uh, ship names, there's et cetera. It's all over the place. It's some crazy shit if I've ever heard it. And I'm well, just saying. Well, the thing is, is that it's a quarter of a mile long tanker. It's a quarter of a mile for it to just blame it on the wind. Like, come on, you know, don't piss on my leg and tell me that it's raining. Okay. Right. But but it is with the the oil and and gas. Like, that's obviously going to have major implications. But they're talking about it's going to take a couple of weeks for it to to try. Exactly. But you know how much cargo goes through the Suez Canal? A day, four hundred yeah. million dollars per hour, per yeah. hour, four hundred million, and we're talking about a couple of weeks. So that's going to be, we're talking about the prices of everything are about to go through the roof. And I also saw that it's uh, a, a majority of our toilet paper comes through, comes through the Suez Canal. So they're, they're talking about the experts that saw it on the hill. They're saying that we're going to go back to March of last year and the toilet, the great toilet paper shortage of, of March of 2020. So time really is a flat circle and they're going to make this go around. And the Suez Canal is more like the, you know, the Puez Canal, if you ask me. <laughs> and I, I agree with that. And I'm just going to say for those people that are like, oh, it makes sense that the wind dislodged the ship. Yeah. 
It is 224,000 tons. Like a fucking shipping container on the top is going to act as a sail. No. When, hello, they're sturdy. They don't move. They're made out of, you know, steel. Yeah. Uh, that's going to create a sail to throw it off course. Uh, I'm going to say I call bullshit because... Uh, this was planned and this is purposeful. Oh, this is a hundred percent. But you know, when you think about it now, they're saying that these steel containers are what's on top. Just right. pour some flaming jet fuel on it and problem solved. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what I, you know, what is really weird um, is that to be able to go through this, the Suarez canal, they uh, have to have an Egyptian navigator or an Egyptian maritime navigator as basically on your ship to captain it through that area. So it's like which a, I, an Egyptian shaman pretty much. I find it really weird. I'm just saying, does anybody else think that's very weird? Strange. <laughs> it's And then, strange. you know, like we're always hearing how, uh, shady the elites are and they got deals in the Middle East and all this stuff and they're trying to push through this new um, what is it? Three trillion dollar. Not bad enough that we already passed a 1.9 trillion dollar. Uh, but now they're working on a three trillion dollar spending bill for quote infrastructure. Mm-hmm. But it has an interesting tax caveat in it. Just going to say. So in this bill, $1 trillion goes for actual infrastructure, for roads, bridges, power grids, charging stations, etc. Okay, that's so you got $2 trillion left. And this math does not add up. So then you got $400 billion on climate change. Okay, because, you know, like you can throw money into the air and change the climate. Um, then they're going to spend $60 billion on green transit. Okay. What, okay. The, what is green but, transit? Uh, anything that runs on green energy, I'm assuming. Okay. That's an assumption because well, it yeah, doesn't but- state. $46 billion on research and development. Hmm, that's a <laughs> lot of money. That's a lot of money for research and development. On, on what specifically? Uh, I don't know. That's okay. a very good question. Exactly. $200 billion on 1 million housing units for energy efficiency. I'm just going to say, wonder who owes those housing units where this $200 billion is going to go to. I don't know. Maybe your buddy in New York. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. Maybe your buddy in uh, that's maybe the Speaker of the House in California. Right. I don't know. Maybe the Newsom family. Anybody that owns a lot of property. Yeah. So $200 billion on it. And then here's the big kicker. An unspecified tax hike to cover the cost of all the spending in the bill. It, it Un- absolutely blows. specified. Now, if you do the math on that, that does not equal three trillion dollars. Right. Um, so I'm curious where the rest of the money is going and why so much uh 
or so little of it is basically going toward the infrastructure right. itself right. that we're going to rebuild. It's basically there's like a whole shit ton going for Green New Deal crap. Yeah, it's it's this is there's red flags everywhere with this. Um, one thing I noticed when I was looking into it, though, and I I'm not an expert in the stock market whatsoever or how a lot of that works. I know that obviously it's very, um, very corrupt. Mm. But immediately with this, they're coming out and saying, you know, Goldman Sachs and Forbes are are highlighting key key stocks that are going to benefit from this being Crown Castle International, mm. whose largest stakeholders are BlackRock and Vanguard. Oh, BlackRock again. <laughs> exactly. My favorite shady shit company. Right. And Vulcan Materials. And when you start trying to weed through the ownership and the stakeholder within these, mm-hmm. um, you're going to link right back to the same people. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and anytime Goldman Sachs says, here's someone to keep an eye on, you know shit's up, <laughs> you know? So exactly. and that's my layman's terms because I don't know a lot about it, but I know enough to look and just call bullshit when I see it. Um, so if anyone has more to add on that, I'd love to hear it, but more details on that. But it's just interesting to me, uh, super red flags right there, how this is all just a giant circle jerk of money. Right. And, you know, like I said, with the, with the Suez Canal horseshit shenanigans that, you know, that just miraculously like blew over uh, from the wind, kind of like Joe Biden. Um, And then it's affecting gas and oil, which everybody knows our gas prices have already gone up. Our fucking groceries have Mm -hmm. fucking skyrocketed, retarded. Mm -hmm. And then you're talking about this ship that carries that many tons of cargo through there a day that gets shipped to here mm-hmm. and everywhere else in the world. Um, this is a planned shortage. I'm just going to call it right now. Um, we're going to have all kinds of uh, food shortages, grain shortages. Um, you're not going to be able to get a lot of things in the grocery store anymore. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, And this is a way to push through Green New Deal legislation because, well, if you can't get oil and gas for your cars, because Biden shut down the fucking pipeline, um, we're no longer injured energy dependent. We're energy or we're no longer energy independent. We are dependent now. And hello, all of our oil and gas is stuck over in the Middle East. In the Suez Canal with the Hillary Clinton boat and her buddy Barack and Mossad. I'm just saying. I can guarantee you that for the balance of 2021, too, the oil company's profits are going to probably triple. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's amazing the money funneling that is just the entire oil industry through the United States. It's unbelievable how much money just gets funneled to them needlessly as our Former President Donald Trump pointed out very easily that you can control those prices if you want to, unless you're trying to funnel money to people. Right. So, 
it blows my mind. I mean, yesterday I was like, I better fill up my car. I mean, I know I'm, I'm still going to exactly. I filled up my car and I stocked up on rice. (laughs) Believe it or not, right, right. You know, I've got kids. You know, I just want to make sure I have some big bags of rice just in case. This is definitely the time to to prep because not only is this going to push Green New Deal agenda stuff, um, because you know they want to do away with electric or gas-powered cars and go fully electric. Mm-hmm. Um, they want to do away with uh, gas energy, coal energy, stuff like that. And they want to go to, of course, green energy with <clears throat> windmills and solar panels because, you know, got completely not a problem. Thank you. Look at what happened in Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, this is coming. I mean, when I saw this story, I was like, what in the series hell? This is a planned, plotted attack and then it's like oh my god we're gonna have to raise uh your taxes and and prices for you because the companies are suffering so here comes another great big fucking bailout for the oil and gas companies and uh stuff from this planned event just saying no you're what i think right no and jim and i said the same thing as soon as we saw this immediately we called bullshit it was like within seconds of seeing what was going on so i gotta switch to one other thing right now um and this is going to be uh a great story for some people chrissy Teigen deletes her twitter finally 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 oh the baby took her ball and went home and she didn't get her way anymore so jim did you see the lovely picture that she posted uh <laughs> yes yes i did i did see uh chrissy Teigen going tits out for twitter um with it with her kid right next to her so um you know what chrissy Teigen. i mean the fact is that i didn't even know who she was until like two years ago and all of a sudden she's really become like the queen of mean on, on Twitter with bullying everybody and bullying conservatives and bullying everything. And it's just amazing how she, when people started looking into her past tweets and she, how problematic they were. And then last year she would deleted what 65,000 overnight mm-hmm. and everyone's still coming with the pizza and the pizza and the pizza and there's when there's smoke there's fire and i mean i know i get it everyone's trying to distance themselves from you know from q and everything like that but there was still a lot of truth in what was said and i'm still not not sold that that wasn't true but right but the thing is is that when when you play in the mud like chrissy Teigen likes to do you got to expect it's coming back. And she just, you know, just a classic example of, uh, you know, the elite, I can dish it, but I can't take it. And there's, there's more, there's more to it. It's not just a, I'm going to quit or I'm going to quit Twitter. It's either she did it for attention and she's going to be back within a week or there's, it's a false flag for something, or she's going to be implicated in something. There's something more that's going on. Mm-hmm. I think so too. And I think it's, you know, a, it's a damn shame, boohoo, that she deleted her account because who was it that was celebrating all last year because they got people mm-hmm. banned from Twitter because her and Jack Dorsey are good buddies. 
And she was celebrating the fact. And she would make lists on Twitter about all the people that she got removed from there. And I'm just going to explain this to people that maybe did not see this. She has had some very disgusting, vile tweets or pictures, um, basically talking about using kids as food, which is gross in itself. But this last picture that I saw, she was standing in the kitchen with a titless bustier on. She got her hand across her boobs. Um, She's got her legs spread wide open. She's standing up and she has one of her kids um, standing between her legs with basically her twat waffle on his head. She's straddling his head, basically. Yeah, basically like her her cooter monkey was on his head. And I'm just going to say... I have never taken a picture where I crammed my daughter in my fucking crotch. Well, she and was like, there. "Isn't this sexy?" And all these people are like, "Oh my god!" Like, Queen, I would yes. like, "Oh my god, that's so sexy! It's so beautiful!" Like, I would totally do that too. Uh, hello. I mean, my daughter has seen my boobs before, obviously, because you know, hello, I breastfed and stuff. But I would never like take a picture. In lingerie in the kitchen with my boobs hanging out and my kid and my twat. I'm just saying. No, picture or not, I would never do that. I mean, it's just disgusting. And that kind of behavior, I, I, I don't know if she's trying to normalize it or what. Or maybe, and what I was wondering too, is like trying to normalize the sexualization of children. I was wondering if, and this is just a theory, but like, Maybe she wanted to draw attention to that by quitting so that everyone would see the picture and continue that narrative of normalizing and being sexual around children. Because that's just been her running theme. I don't. And and she may still be on social media on other platforms. She's on Instagram still. Yeah. Her account on Twitter is gone. The only thing that's there now is her, quote, cooking one. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And so like, I don't, I've never looked at that. I don't know if she cooks with children yes. Um. Yeah. or yeah, like yeah, what she does a, on that. A cookbook, Chrissy Teigen cooking with children cookbook. <laughs> exactly. You take one part baby arm. No, get that was gross, but that's the kind of stuff that she talks about. That, yeah. Her um, tweets aren't, aren't far from that though, Janet, you're, you, you know, it's her tweets are like that. Her old tweets. Yes. Yes, Jack and Wilson's so were like that. I mean, it's disgusting these people what they would get away with back when no one was paying attention. Hey, but but that's okay because you can post sexualization of children. Um, you can post uh, child pornography mm-hmm. um, and stuff like that on Twitter. But by God, we cannot have somebody that has a differing opinion. Uh, on anything else because those people get kicked off. No, I, I got kicked off the first time for a big threat I did on Bill Gates and his COVID patents and his joint right. venture with the queen that has the right. patent on COVID in 2015. Did a whole threat on that and I got removed from Twitter immediately. That was last year. I mean, it just, it, but yet there's really disgusting child pornographic imagery that just floats around Twitter unscathed. Well, that's that's okay because that's acceptable uh, behavior, and you have to, you know, t- 
delete people that went to Washington or whatnot because they're terrorists and stuff. But back to that note right there, um, this jack hole that, you know, shot up a supermarket in Colorado, the FBI had already been watching. But again, they were too busy looking for grandmas and decrepit people like me who went to D.C., uh, then stop somebody on a fucking terrorist list. Who is a terrorist, by the way? And just like always, mm-hmm. we had the media come out with the narrative. Oh my God, must have been a white guy because he was in, they took him away in custody instead of leaving in a body bag, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then we find out he is actually born in Syria, doesn't like the United States, hates the resettlement program, hates the refugee program, was pissed about it, and basically is pledging his allegiance to jihadis, but we scrub his social media accounts after people start screenshotting shit. Then his accounts disappear. Because it doesn't fit the media narrative. No, that's what's insane is that they just... They don't want the truth to come out. They want a narrative to come out. And if it doesn't adhere, it's got to be doctored and altered and reshaped and then distracted by something else. And, I mean, not to mention we bombed, uh, the U.S. bombed Syria last week. Right. And so it's just, you know, people aren't connecting any dots whatsoever just to see the fact that maybe not everything is the same that that narrative that they want to push whenever there's this, but immediately now Biden's talking about the gun control executive orders. Right. Immediately. And, and, you know, every time people talk about false flags, mm-hmm. um, those are set up events. Doesn't mean it didn't happen. They're set up events right. set in motion ahead of time because they already know the desired outcome they want. Hence the Hegelian dialectic again, yeah. where they push two sides of a narrative and they already have the desired outcome. So their desired outcome is gun control. Mm-hmm. So you had two back to back in a really close proximity. And then all of a sudden it's, oh, we're going to ban assault weapons and magazines, uh, high capacity magazines. And we're going to do this. And and little ditty for people that don't know, thanks to the Ninth Circuit. Um, the Ninth Circuit says that you do not have the right to conceal carry or open carry anywhere because uh, that's not home protection. <laughs> and so you shouldn't have the right to carry anymore uh, a firearm outside of your house. Hello, uh, I live near Memphis and we always carry because uh, Memphis is like one of the murder capitals of the world. Just saying. Right. It's not just home protection. It's personal. It's protection. my protection. Right. Exactly. But um, along with that, the Biden administration is also pushing the courts because this is going to go to the Supreme Court, guaranteed. Um, he's also pushing the courts to take away. Uh, having to get a warrant to come in to take your weapons. I and saw. so if they put you on the government list and the registration and they come for your guns, they want it to be so that they don't have to get a warrant to enter your house to get them. Yeah. 
Hey. I'm just going to say over my dead body. Oh, it might be. Just saying. Um, and if they send Biden, I'll put them upstairs so that he can't get them. <laughs> exactly. No, that's just, that's, it's insanity. I mean, this level of control and this level of just every single time a bill or executive order comes through, it strips another right that we, right. Have, you know, big R right that we've been given in our constitution every single time. It just, it strips something more and more and people aren't realizing that all the layers of the onion are gone and we don't have any of our freedoms left. And it just reminds me of so many oppressed countries and that's exactly where we're at. If that starts mm -hmm. happening, if they start coming into homes, I mean, somebody like me, I'm outspoken sometimes on social media about my beliefs and pointing out things that that I don't believe in. And that puts me on a list. They're going to come take my gun. You know, I mean, like I could, I could totally go into that who am I? What does it matter? But I could fall into that category if they start doing that in a mass, mm -hmm. in a way. Yeah. And a lot of people seem to be of the impression that um, anybody that is against or doesn't believe in or side with the Biden administration is going to be forced basically underground Um because all of these things are coming to fruition, all of these things that they've been trying to do um, and the targeting and uh, like now they're trying to make it so you can't book like a hotel room somewhere um, or whatnot unless they do a background check on you. I mean, look at what happened after, you know, people went to D.C. and Bank of America is releasing all of your uh, private data to the government without your knowledge. Yeah. Um, look at all of your cell phones, uh, video equipment, things like that, that they also took. Mm -hmm. um, they That's swiped your data. Mm -hmm. All of it. All of it is yeah. taken through, through uh, you know, apps like Instagram and things like that, that now have access to everything, whether you post it or not. Right. Oh, shit. <laughs> Dick picks everywhere. Dicks picks galore. You get a dick, and you get a dick, <laughs> and then they're nudging each other in the office, going, "Oh my god, guys, look at this dick! I just pulled off a of gem's phone." <laughs> just don't post pictures like Chrissy Teigen, please, because that's Dear just god. nasty. Yeah. Yeah, but she won't be put underground. She won't be forced to go anywhere. I just don't understand well, no. how she became such a protected entity because she's not. Her face looks like she just got stung by a bunch of bees, or like, <laughs> you know, like, right. she's not even that attractive. So, like, how does someone that's not attractive and not talented just like gain her? She became a voice, a voice for like. Twitter, they're calling her, the articles were calling her the unofficial mayor of Twitter has departed, or the headlines. And it's like, what has she done that's made her such an influencer? She's done nothing, but... She's married to somebody famous. Yeah, but he's not even that great. I don't, like, I don't, how did he become famous? That's I don't even get it. it it's it's well, crazy. So there's got to be something more behind the scenes that makes her greater than great as who she is and why she's supported and why she has private sex parties with the Obamas. I mean, what? I don't understand. Not to mention. Exactly. She, she faked an entire pregnancy last year. So, yeah. Exactly. You know, so like, 
there's there's something else going on. It's the typical it's the typical liberal response when you start getting pressure back. Like, oh no, I'm a victim in all this, you know. So mm-hmm. like, right? Yeah, it, it, it's kind of like some of the members of our Congress do mm-hmm. when they dish shit out on a daily basis, and then they cannot take it when somebody comes back at them, mm-hmm. and then they claim the victimhood card. It's like Kevin Spacey who got. You know, everyone knows what a scumbag he is, and then all of a sudden he gets called out on, it and he's like, "Well, I'm gay." And it's like, "Okay, cool, you're you're gay, but what is that after you you uh, you know raping little boys and shit like that?" Yeah, and that still didn't work, so he had to kill off all the people who were testifying against them. <laughs> that and that and that ironic. Well, about that? Like there's like four or five people that just miraculously died before they were able to press charges. It was the weirdest yeah. thing. Nobody cares. Nobody talks about it. You know. I'm just going to say for all those people to have died um, and, you know, he was a so-so actor. He wasn't like the best or, you know, the the most famous or anything like that. I'm going to say he has got to be in one of those protected families. Well, you know who he's Um, one of the blood, one of the bloodline families. He has got to be for them to clean house Mm -hmm. everybody around him. To, to disappear. Yeah. And they yeah. murdered him so hard to begin with when, like you said, he was not, you know, right. outstanding, notable actor. I mean, he was fine. He was decent, but they promoted him so hard. Like he was the golden child, most gifted actor. And then, like you said, then they protected him so hard when things came to light. And it always seems like those who are celebrated so hard have the most skeletons in their closet that are really dark and deep. Well, what, what was his most famous movie that he was in? Yes, American Beauty. Exactly, where he's trying to hang a 16-year-old. Exactly. You know, it's like that whole thing that uh, Woody Allen that's coming out now. Um, You know, all of a sudden everyone's looking at his movies going, why is there a 50-year-old guy that's attracted to 15-year-old girls? Like, why, you know, all of a sudden that shit's Mm -hmm. coming out now. Yeah, those movies have always been bothersome, but everyone always celebrated them. Why? Why? Well, you know. I always usually celebrate when I uh, rape or eat children, kind of like Bill Clinton um, partnering with, uh, who was it? Oh, the vice president. Uh, With Kamala Harris. Yeah. For women empowerment. No, it was two dudes. It was Bill Clinton and ah, fuck. Now I don't remember for, for women's empowerment. And I'm like, who the fuck brings a goddamn rapist mm-hmm. to a women's empowerment thing? Now, if it was the women's empowerment, I think I would probably bring females, not two men. One is a blatant liar. I think it was a Bush. <laughs> of course. It was like the Bush family. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like a terrorist, the one of the worst fucking criminals in the history of the United States and a womanizing rapist. Ugh, it, uh, and that's for their women empowerment. It, it's amazing. Deal. I mean, let alone all of his involvement on Epstein Island and all of that, that's just been like brushed aside. Well, I, I, it doesn't make, I mean, next he's going to be like co-chairing the, you know, child sex abuse survivors fund or something. I mean, it just well, like, that, pushing it right in our faces. Well, oh, yeah. that's the thing. Everything is so in our face now. That's why you can't help it. Like, no, maybe 
this is just all a fucking play because it's everything is so blatant. It's so in your face that you can't help be like, wait, is this what? theater? This yeah. is theater. It is. And it's just like, you know, even whether it's the, the Suarez canal or Suez canal with um, HRC and Barack and Mossad or, um, you know, Bill Clinton in your face. It's like either they're the most brazen fucking people around and they're just put, you know, like, the, the dog owner that rubs their dog's face in the shit when it shits inside, or it's like, this is just an, uh, an act because every, it, it was just like, watch what happens. Watch what happens. This is a movie that, you know, watch what happens. And guess what? It's starting to fucking look like one. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, and you know, that's a perfect segue into the, the next story the keep New York city trash free. Let's, Emily, tell me what the hell's going on with that. Gosh, this is this is horrendous. I mean, there are so in New York City, not New York State, but New York City, and in Washington D.C., there's um, a propaganda campaign just sort of popped up with posters on, you know, in in official spots. Not like someone just ran around tagging up some posters uh, unofficially. They're like on the sides of bus stops, you know, the little shelters for bus stops and things like that, where they put advertisements and other things that says, you know, for example, in New York City, it says keep NYC trash free. And then it shows a person with a MAGA hat holding a Bible with a circle and an X through it, like Xing out them, like the no, the universal no symbol on them. And it's so disturbing because it's like they they were talking so much, you know, oh, Joe Biden was talking about unity and this is all about unity now that Trump's gone. And this is the most divisive thing I have ever seen. And I guess it's like it's only unity if it falls within your ideology. Right. And, and it's really just furthering that hate and isolation of people who are in the Republican Party or who are patriots or who are truthers or any of that. It's just furthering the narrative of hate that is really dangerous to anybody who just believes in our country and believes, you know, being a national constitutionalist. Yeah. And I don't, I don't understand, um, I guess the amount of vitriol and hate that we have nowadays. And it's like, um, the blacks hate the Asians The uh, you know, the Asian black lives people. matter, Asians live matter, blah, blah, blah. White people don't hate white people, hate anybody that's a Trump supporter, hate anybody that believes in God, hate anybody that believes in the Bible, hate anybody that doesn't think you should be teaching, uh, children and stuff indoctrinating them in school to become little Nazis, a little communist. Um, I, I don't understand like how our society has fallen so far into uh, basically a porta potty uh, at a crowded event. That's the way I see our, our world right now is a just reeking porta potty on a hot day because Everybody is so hateful Mm -hmm. and so divided and so much disdain and dislike for either people they don't agree with or people of another color or whatever. I don't get it. Well, and I'd like to clarify a lot of the severe hate and vitriol and disdain and isolation is coming from the left to the right. 
the right may not agree or laugh at the left, but we oh, don't. I laugh at the left. Don't we, yeah, we no, we laugh <laughs> at them and say whatever, but we're not spewing hate. We're not saying get out of here. You know, you racist X Y Z. Like that's not happening. And like case in point, um, I haven't been on Facebook for a long time for this reason, but like w- a while back, someone was telling me they, you know, if, if I think that, you know. Um, Joe Biden's speech on January 21st is is not unifying and is, you know, divisive, then I must be a racist. And this and that. And I said, it's somebody who I've known for years. And I said, so before you knew that I was in support of our former president, what did you think of me? And, you know, he said nice things. And I said, so now that you know where my political standards lie, you suddenly don't like me and call me a racist and tell me that I'm a bigot and this, that, and the other. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me, but that's where the level of brainwashing has gone to. They're just checking people into a box regardless of the facts that they know, just like checking the COVID vaccine regardless of the facts that aren't there, just like wearing the mask regardless. And it's just this cycle of people just doing what they're told regardless of what the facts are presented in front of them. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, that's just ingrained from us from an early, early age. I mean, think of how we're, we're taught in schools. The way that we're taught in schools is you obey to authority and we become a nation of, you know, memorizers and test takers and that we don't question anything. We don't know how to critically think. We don't know how to think on our own anymore. And we just t- accept what's being told to us or what we watch on the news or what we read in a book. And that must be true. So if you think right. about that, um, you know, everything that, you know, that's going on now is like, you know, people are so afraid to, st- to stand out or to go against the grain now for whatever reason, because of the backlash, because no one wants to be called a racist. You know, it's turned into a real scarlet letter. And we can go on ad nauseum about this because so many people have. Whereas when you call someone a racist, you're actually taken away from real racism. And there is real racism in the world. Absolutely. And so, you know, when you say, well, you know, hey, I, I don't necessarily stand for Black Lives Matters because it's a communist organization, all of a sudden you become a racist and you're just you know, making it uh, really hard for you know, any type of point of view to, to come uh, across. And mm-hmm. what happens is you get these white people, and it just seems like it's more often than not these average, you know, these average-looking, mediocre white girls that don't have anything, you know, remarkable about them you know that this is their way to make an impact on the world because they have no skills or they're not particularly attractive or they're not smart and they're like i i support this and i support that and i support this and if you're not you're a racist and it's like no that's really not you're just wanting to you know to fit into the cool kid group and it's like who decided that's what happened or that's the cool kid group Uh, and i think it cheapens the word too the more people throw it out there um, and the more people claim that everybody that they don't agree with is one, um, it cheapens the word. It cheapens the meaning of the word. And it to me, it makes it just like almost non-existent. So it's kind of like a cancel culture all in itself. <laughs> because the more that you, you know, just throw it out there willy-nilly, it's it gonna end up going away and being replaced by something else. Well, yeah, and it's become such a, a protected entity where, like, you can't criticize Kamala Harris, otherwise you're a racist. Does that make sense? Right. You know, and and so it, it really is remarkable 
the way that they were able to position the the narrative, and we're seeing it right now with with the Asians. I have never once in my entire life met anyone that hates Asians or anything like this. Asian, 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 Asian. And now all of a sudden they're coming out and Emily and I were talking about that and she made a, a great point was that they're coming out with this Asian hate thing, which is not true and it's not coming out because they're saying that it's a 150% increase over last year at this time. Well, if you look at the cities that it's happening, what it's in Boston, they said uh, six people last year were, you know, six Asians last year were uh, attacked because they were Asian. Now it's nine. But when you use the headline 150%, people are like, oh, shit, 150%, like, holy shit. People are just, you know, acting like Mark Wahlberg walking down the street, fucking hitting, you know, Vietnamese people, which you got to, you know, I don't know if people remember that story from the early 90s. Right. Um, And now they're making it so when China comes in and does all their shit, you know, Emily made the great point of you cannot question what China does. Otherwise, you're anti-Oriental or anti-Asian. Right. But well, I just want to I just want to say like real quick. Yeah. Like the with the whole massage parlor thing, it didn't even have anything to do with Asian crime. No. Dude was mad because he didn't get their proper happy ending on his massage. That pisses me off. That's what he was mad about. And the media in both that and the Colorado incident were like, we know better than the shooters, like what's in their mind. No, and no, dude literally told you it was not racial in nature. He was mad because there was teeny tiny hands on his wiener and they weren't big enough that's basically it well it was it was the whole wiener gate thing well can yeah, i and two that's a problem. I, I like you know i like small hands because it makes my junk look bigger but anyway exactly uh it, it's just it <laughs> i can't even go on because you know i mean i understand i mean you know, when you're not, when you don't come or you don't finish, I mean, you get a little pissed off too. Blue balls will make a man go crazy. I know, right? Right. Exactly. It, it backs up and then your brains explode. <laughs> um, but, you, you know, that's, yeah. that, that's the thing though, is like they're, they're creating these false narratives and putting these false narratives in place saying that, you know, it's a hate crime. It's a race crime. It's a blah, blah, blah. And it's literally fucking not. In in either instance, dude just the dude in Colorado, he just fucking hated Americans. Mm -hmm. It didn't matter what color they were, all the victims were white. He did not fucking care. I mean, it, it wasn't an it wasn't an Oriental or an Asian thing at the massage parlor. But that's the media's narrative. And again, the media tells you well, we know better mm-hmm. what's in their mind. So even though they told you what their motive was, don't believe it because we as the media know better. Well, it's not just shame on you. It's not just the media. It's it's Hollywood. It's the government. Of course. It's, yep. And it's it's academia. It's not just that. It, and whether you whether they're sinister or not, whether they're actively saying like, okay, this is the narrative we're going to push. Or if they, in their minds, they think that they're doing the right thing, which I, you know, whatever. If they're thinking that, you know, that's just such the um, 
the condescending patriarchal and that to me like that's when they talk about the patriarchy i think about that as more like you know father knows best we're going to tell you what to do you stay in your place you comply and we're going to tell you what to go on uh really is just so condescending that you can't help but just be like all right um you know, just what you said, Janet, you know, they, they said that they hated America. No, no, no. It's because, uh, you know, because of Donald Trump or whatever it is. And so when you look at it, you're like, well, the guy came in through the Obama era. Exactly. Exactly. The guy came but, in under the cover of darkness or he came through the damn open border. That's like a the, He came in through the refugee resettlement program and he was irritated because he does not think it's run property properly. He didn't like it. He didn't like the way things went. Um, but you're here, motherfucker. And we gave you a place, thank you, Obama, mm -hmm. where you just resettled all of these fucking people here that want to kill all of us. But please, let's let's spin the narrative some more to take the focus off of the fact that he said on his social media that I fucking hate the United States. I want you all dead. Well, I mean, but just think about it. And this is why I think there's some other shit that's going on for how long, I think it was what the first two years of Trump's presidency, people were saying, Oh, he's a racist. Cause he doesn't want the Syrian refugees coming in. Guy's not even in office for two months, and all of a sudden, all this shit is going on. It's like everything he warned us about is coming out so fast that you're mm -hmm. like, come on. It's like, you know, it's better. We're not wasting any time. But here's the chuckle. Are you ready for this? Talking about the border crisis. And this made me just laugh. This is how, like, out of touch uh, with, with reality that Biden is. Okay, so... The border crisis is going on, and they're, the facilities are way over full. There's rapes and all kinds of shit going on. They've got COVID-positive people. They're just letting flood communities and stuff. Well, now the processing centers are, are too busy, so now they're going to bus them uh, to their northern United States to get whatever. So anyway, the other day, they asked Biden, like, what is he going to do? Um, about the border crisis. And you know what his response was? Thought this, yeah. He said, we're, well, we're going to, we're going to, uh, uh, we're going to put in place what used to be, uh, uh, in place, uh, a long time ago, the wait in Mexico policy. Trump's policy. Trump's policy a long time ago. <laughs> you mean the policy that you destroyed on your very first day in office? <laughs> that one? That policy, he's going to reinstate that because <laughs> in the same breath that he's telling us that um, that Trump's the reason for the border crisis right now, in the same breath, that's when he was like, oh, we're going to reinstate uh, Trump's policy because it was working because we didn't have the gazillions of people coming over the border that Joe Biden told to come here that there's actually video of. I'm just going to say that. No, I saw that too. Where he said, The on. internet is forever, Joe. Right. right. Uh, over under how many days Joe Biden has actually spent on the internet in his entire life? It has to be less than 10, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, I would say he's never. I was going to say he probably doesn't know how unless someone shows him something. After. Yeah. He's, he's never. His, 
his wife or somebody does shit for him. What a real winner she is. Yeah, he doesn't even know what a laptop is. That's why Hunter's getting away with it. He's like, oh, what? (laughs) Come on, man. That's malarkey, boy. (laughs) (laughs) Laptop. The the no malarkey tour. Yes, how quickly we forgot that one. Oh, Oh, Lord. Yeah. Oh, not to mention uh, just a little side bit. Was it um, their... uh, the White House is firing staffers that have, you know, confessed to smoking. Smoke, smoked a ganja. It's the most smoked a joint in their life, and they're getting fired. And all of a sudden, you got Hunter Hunter Biden, you know, rubbing his nipples with a crack pipe in his mouth, going "fuckers, haha." <laughs> hey, but not not to mention that Miss Cameltoe herself went on the Breakfast Club <laughs> with Charlemagne. Which was really funny at the time because she's like, oh, yeah, of course, man. Like, I'm Jamaican. I smoked some weed before. I used to smoke, listen, it's Tupac back in the day. Bitch, Tupac wasn't even born yet. <laughs> so exactly. I'm just going to say. Yes. But yeah, I'm loving the um, I'm loving the whole fire all the staffers uh, for filling out a questionnaire that says, Please be honest. We won't hold this against your employment status, and then they all get fired. <laughs> well, first of all, hey, that's on them. Hello, that's on them can you? I mean, can you remember, like, as a kid, when your parents were like, "Just tell me the truth. Did you break the lamp? I won't. You won't get in trouble." And then you're like, "Yeah, I broke the lamp." Like, why the fuck are you playing baseball inside the house? Like, I mean, exactly. they, I mean, they should have learned their lesson back then. But, uh, but if it said that on that paper. And anybody took a picture of that, they're going to be in some legal trouble. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, you know, you can take it all the way up to the Supreme Court. We all know they're on Biden's side, so it'll go nowhere. Yeah. Oh, that's only because John Roberts is part of the Panda Eye Club. Mm, yes, he is. Black Eye he Club, if anybody. seen flight logs. And there he is. Yep. It's just funny how it's all connected, isn't it? It is. It's like this, you know, like the weeds in the garden that you just pull them and you think it's fine, but no, the roots are interconnected across the, yes. the garden. So you pull them on the surface, you think it's gone, but it comes back the next day. Like crabgrass. These guys through our entire globe or our flat earth, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> it's flat earth. Yes, they are just connected in a web that makes everything run. And we think, you know, we think right versus left is a thing. We think that, you know, racism is a thing. We think all this, it's all, no, it's all just orchestrated. It is. And it is, it is a very bad orchestration and I would never buy a ticket for that. Just especially saying. now, especially now with everything. It's just like, it's so obvious and so blatant. That's just like they don't hide it anymore. Right? They it, don't it's it, it. it's overacting. It's like when you watch a you know a movie with a with Tom Cruise, for example. Tom Cruise is such an overactor. Like you know, he's acting in every movie that he's in because you know he's not a mm-hmm. real cool guy or a tough guy, but he acts like that. And he just overacts. It's like that going on right now. It's just such an overaction. It's like everybody's like in your face, like this and that. It's just such a performance. It's like a you know, it's it's a high school performance right now. So this is a high school drama performance right now. <laughs> well, you know, I just want to say I would prefer that we do more booze cycles coming up. 
Um, and the reason why I called it booze cycle today is because uh, it sounds like some of these stories, like somebody was absolutely fucking hammered and drunk when they made them up or didn't make them up or the news is just drunk mm-hmm. lately. And I'm just saying, I appreciate you guys very much coming on today and uh, hanging out with me. But I'm going to have to cut it off because I got to go take care of my kitty cat who's sick. Oh, no. Um, so anyway, um, thank you guys. And where can they find you at? Hello. Oh, (laughs) I thought Emily was going to answer that. Uh, We're on Instagram right now. Um, The comedic uh, cabal, it's comedic underscore cabal. So it's C-O-M-E-D-I-C underscore cabal, C-A-B-A-L. And we have a lot of stuff coming on, uh, a lot of stuff um, in the works right now. Uh, Janet, you're privy to that information. We're very excited. So please give us a follow on there and uh, we'll get more information out to you. I am excited about that. Absolutely. And uh, Janet, this was great. Thanks for having us on. It's so nice to just have a real conversation with like-minded people about yes, it is. just the insanity that is happening this week. And uh, I'm just going to recap and tell everybody, don't forget uh, to take your jab, get a stab, eat a donut, um, make sure that you check out Hillary, Barack, and Mossad in the Suez Canal. Um, make sure that you go green or get mean and uh, don't use gas except what leaks out your ass. So next time, I'll see you guys next time. Love you bunches. Bye. <laughs>